welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hi there. I am feeling so sparkly today because this is the first of the new moon episodes here on Mind Witchery. As I was cooking up Mind Witchery, I knew that I wanted to incorporate a little bit of astrological magic into it, some way or another. So, whether you are way into astrology or you're just a little bit astro curious, uh, maybe especially if you are astro resistant, I am so happy and honored that you pressed play on this show today. So I've been into astrology for about 20 years, and I've been more seriously studying it for the last four years. I don't consider myself an astrologer, but I do understand the basics, and I know my way around a chart. I practice with the new moon full moon cycles. And what is it? They, they say, I, I know enough about astrology to be dangerous. So uh, I know you all like dangerous women, so I'm guessing you're excited about that. So I love astrology for lots of reasons, but number one of all of those is how it evokes and, and sometimes how it provokes expanded awareness in me. Astrology really is about big core energies, about the different vibes of creation, water energy, fire energy, the energy of beginning, the energy of maintaining, the energy of changing, about all of these bigger vibes and how we interact with them. So a lovely way to begin to play with astrological perspective and to begin to learn more about it and experience it in your life is to pay attention to the cycles of the moon. So let me tell you why I wanted to incorporate new moon episodes into Mind Witchery. I love how thinking about the cycles of the moon disrupts our overly linear way of thinking in the Western world. We tend to think of time in terms of forward and backward. So forward into the future, backward into the past, in a straight line, rather than thinking about it as going round and round in circles or cycles or spirals, which is actually how the earth moves. When we think round and round, when we think in terms of cycles, we honor some very important realities of life here on planet earth. We honor the pulsation of life, the ebb and the flow, the waxing and the waning, the rising and the falling, the blossom and the decay, the wake and the sleep, acting and resting. In Western culture especially, 
we tend to overfocus on the yang side or the active side of each of these dyads. It's all about the waking, the doing, the building, the increase, the flow, the rise. This is part of what has our planet in so much trouble right now, actually. This obsession with going and doing and more and more and more and more. It's imbalanced. The moon cycle, however, it draws our attention to the fact that every yang has its yin. That life moves in cycles where, yes, sometimes we increase and expand and collect and grow. We see that as the moon goes from new to full. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. But other times, we're not growing and increasing and expanding. Other times, we're decreasing. We're drawing inward. We're releasing. We're disintegrating. Of course, our bodies, our cells are doing this day in and day out. Our hearts expand and contract. Our lungs expand and contract. Every cell expands and contracts. But that is really easy to forget in an always-on, 24-7, 24-hour fitness culture. When we pay attention to cycles, when we pay attention to the moon cycle, we remember it's not about expansion and doing and shining all the time, that sometimes there is a retreat, sometimes there is a decrease or a letting go, sometimes there is rest, sometimes it's time to reflect rather than to shine. And I love every reminder and I need every reminder of that reality that I can get. Okay, paying attention to the moon cycle happens on a couple of levels. There's the 28-day cycle of the lunar month, meaning the moon will wax for about 14 days, and then it will wane for about 14 days. So in a 28-ish day cycle, we experience an increasing and then a decreasing, a waxing and then a waning. There's also, though, a year-long cycle with each new moon. So there is a new moon in Aries in March or April, and then about six months later, September, October, there will be a full moon in Aries. Another six months later, March or April, there is a new moon in Aries again. So there's the the smaller, the more intense, the more immediate cycle. And then in the background, there's a longer cycle. And I like to say this just to relieve a little bit of pressure for you, because often at a new moon, We begin to set some intentions, and I like to remind us that 
those intentions won't necessarily uh, flourish and flower in 14 days' time. There's a longer game than that at play as well. So at the beginning of a lunar cycle, the big one and the little one, there's a turning inward toward the self, toward the personal. Uh, It's to determine what's next, but also what's needed and what we're done with, what we're ready to let go of. I really like to think of it this way. When the moon is new or it's hidden from our view because it's conjoined to the sun, so it's obscured by the sun. The sun is between us and the moon. It can't, the sun's not shining on the moon. It's very dark outside. So we don't have external cues by which to navigate. So if I were out in the woods at the time of a new moon, I would be aware of this universe of possibilities. I would see all of the stars glittering so clearly, but I wouldn't have light by which to walk easily, by which to make moves. So I wouldn't make moves. I would not use that time for journeying at night. I would focus instead on resting, on tending myself, on looking within for direction. I spend that time considering, okay, what what do I need and want next? And what am I ready to leave behind? So as the world turns and the moon turns, The moon's position relative to the sun changes, and so as that happens, it it waxes. It's able to reflect more and more of the light of the sun. So the brighter the moon gets, the more I can do and see, and the more active I can easily be. If I am out in the wilderness under a full moon— And I don't know if you've had this experience. It's really, oh, it's amazing to be out under a full moon. It's amazingly bright and I can see, I can do, I have more of the picture. I'm able to do more. So this is the time to shine. And more than that, this is the time we're really aware of and also practicing our interconnection. We can see it and we can feel it. So in myths, werewolves connect to their wolf selves at the full moon. And maybe you heard how the full moon, the last full moon that we had, helped to free that stuck ship, the Ever Given, from the Suez Canal. The full moon is then, it's the, it's the externalized attention. It's the turning outward. If the new moon is where we turn in, the full moon is where we're turned out and we're connected. It's really interesting. There isn't any hard data to support that there's more people going to the emergency room when there's a full moon. But almost half of doctors and nurses and emergency room personnel believe that there's more visits or more traumatic visits during the full moon. 
And my theory, <laughs> my theory is that it's because of that interconnectedness. It feels more intense because we're more connected to it. We're more connected to what's around us. So in the little espresso shot moon cycle, right now, around the dark moon, around the new moon in Aries, we'll have some time of kind of going within and, and reflecting and thinking about what's next, what we, what we want and what we don't want. And then as the light of the moon waxes towards the full moon, we connect more and more. We take actions. We take those intentions and we begin to work on them, work toward them. That happens in a cycle. And then there is again a reassessing, a reflecting, a disseminating, a letting go. We learn as we do. We learn what works and what doesn't work. And so that coming back, waning light or turning back within enables us then to prepare for a next cycle. So I got really curious as I was thinking about the longer lunar cycle of Aries last year. So in the beginning, like I said, we were pretty newly in pandemic lockdown mode and we were all tending to ourselves. We were very sort of inside and figuring out, okay, what do we need? How are we going to change? And I was curious, well, what happened around the full moon in Aries in 2020? And when I looked at the full moon in Aries in 2020, I discovered that it happened one day after the horrific presidential debate here in the United States, where the president was asked about white supremacists, and he said that he wanted them to stand down and stand by. So remember, it's at the full moon that we can see most clearly. It's when we're most connected. It's when it's so apparent <laughs> what's going on. We can easily navigate the external world by the light of this moon, and we can see where we do want to go and where we don't want to go. And actually, after that debate and that 2020 full moon in Aries, Joe Biden's campaign received record-breaking donations. And we all, as we know, got a glimpse of how the president was actively recruiting white supremacists actually to stand by for his next instructions. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, we know, too, we discovered, actually, just a few days later, that the president had tested positive for COVID. <laughs> so by the light of the full moon, it's all on display. It's all out there. And we're able to make a kind of next assessment. Whew. Reliving that makes my heart pound. <laughs> okay. So the cycle goes like this. The moon is new and dark, and it's time to look within. It's time to reassess our needs and our desires. As the light of the moon begins to grow, we take more action. We co-create. We celebrate. 
we see more and more clearly the terrain that we're traveling. And we get more information. We, we, get, we get to know more about the way we want to go. As the light of the moon wanes, we finish up the details. We start to understand, okay, this is where I've got to go back to the drawing board. And we don't see that as going backward. We see that as part of the cycle. Going back to the drawing board, reassessing, that's part of the cycle. And when the dark of the moon arrives yet again, we rest, we reassess, we check in with ourselves in both the most personal sense, that sense of looking in to how we're feeling, checking in with our intuition. And we also check in with ourselves in the more universal sense, right? Remember, imagining being under a field of stars, being in the dark where everything is possible, where dreams happen. Let's talk now about the new moon in Aries here in 2021. So it is late in the evening on April 11th, where I am on the east coast of the United States, about 10.30 p.m. on April 11th. So a little earlier on April 11th to the west of me and then to the east and across the pond, maybe even on the 12th of April. With this new moon in Aries, we are beginning two cycles. One is that espresso shot cycle from this new moon to the next one, the new moon in Taurus. That's about a month. And the other is that longer brew from this new moon in Aries to the next new moon in Aries, which is about a year. Each new moon in Aries is a little bit different because the various planets in the heavens are in different relationships to one another and to the new moon. So let me tell you what I think this new moon in Aries is specifically inviting us to consider. Aries is the sign of birth energy. Aries is cardinal fire. It is here to initiate, to break through, to individuate. It brings transformation. So Aries vibes are quick and impulsive. They definitely had us buying a lot of toilet paper <laughs> last year. They're impassioned. They're fiery. Aries vibes are intense. There's a lot of drive and go energy, and there's a good amount of fight, too. So the first question for you in this Aries new moon is, where are the sparks in my life right now, and what are they impelling me to do? Where are the sparks? You may know exactly where they are. You may be feeling them, and they may be really exciting. These sparks might be in the form of new ideas or exciting desires, some kind of strong motivation, or a place where you're ready to take action. These sparks might also be unwelcome. 
they might be arising from some kind of uncomfortable friction. Maybe it is time to free yourself from some situation. Maybe there are sparks of frustration and anger in a specific relationship. Maybe there is a place that expression, your self-expression, is trying to come out and it's stuck so it can't and it's just generating heat. It might also be the case that you're like, Natalie, I have no sparks. You asked, where are the sparks right now? I got none. That is totally understandable in this moment. It has been a long year, four years, decade life. If you don't have sparks, though, I'd like to ask you, why not? What do you think is in the way of your sparks? Or why aren't there sparks? Because that is worth looking at, too. Maybe your lack of sparks are begging you to take the weekend off and rest. Maybe your lack of sparks really want you to buy a new sex toy. Maybe both. So that's the first question. Where are the sparks in my life right now? And what are they impelling me to do? Okay, I've got these sparks. What are they asking me to do? Or to release? On this particular new moon, the planet Venus, which is the planet of connection and pleasure and beauty and goodness, the planet Venus is very close to the sun and the moon. So she's kind of like a, a third roommate in this new moon. And she inspires this next question. How can I bring more self-love into my life? If self-love is a difficult concept for you, you might ask, what can I do to honor my body and soul? So notice what comes to mind. And remember that at the new moon, we are checking in. We are not asking the world what our bodies need. We're asking ourselves. What has your body been asking you to do? How do you long to feel? And how about your soul? How are you honoring and feeding your soul lately? I personally have been feeding mine with lots of novels and also with my houseplant obsession. So I've been giving myself extra time to read, to fuss over all of my little green children, and also just lots of time and space. It, it feels luxurious, actually, to just be. What would make you feel deeply soul-satisfied? What can you do to love and honor yourself? Now, at the time of this new moon, Venus is receiving some pressure 
from a square with the planet Pluto. So Pluto is a planet of transformation and deep power. In fact, some of you might be like, is Pluto even a planet? Pluto kind of defies. (laughs) Pluto, it's very deep. It's like there's no end to the transformation with Pluto. So at this new moon, Pluto is saying, okay, hey, let's be real. If you are going to honor your body and soul, sweetheart, you need to make deep change. This is not just about novels and houseplants. This is deeper than that. So here's your next question. What is in the way of you more fully and more deeply loving and honoring yourself? What's in the way? What is keeping you from attending to those sparks or lack thereof? So Pluto is not going to let us get away with any little surface changes. For example, if you, if you really need to remodel your kitchen, Pluto is not going to just let you paint the walls and buy some new tea towels. If you need to make some kind of changes in your career, Pluto is not allowing lateral moves and new titles. It's not going to cut it. Pluto allows no compromises. You know, Pluto is actually finishing up the very thorough transformations that we all went through in 2020. So you might ask yourself, like, what did I learn about myself in 2020? How did I get stronger? How did I get more real? How did I get more true to myself? And what did I begin to let go of last year that it's really time to let go of more completely, more thoroughly now? So listen, this separation energy, this letting go, being done with, transforming energy, it goes so well with the fiery, sparking vibes of this new moon. Aries is ruled by Mars, and Mars has warrior vibes. Mars is not afraid to declare independence. It is not afraid to fight for what it really wants, and you can harness that energy right now. There is so much energetic support for your self-honoring sparks in this moment. Because both Mars and Jupiter are sextiling this new moon. So Mars offers that drive and fire and fuel. And Jupiter offers growth and wisdom and benevolence. So I have a few questions that can help you pull these energies into your reflection as well. How will tending to your sparks and honoring your body and soul, how will this help you grow? When you go for what you really want, for whom do you set a shining 
example. When you make self-honoring moves, what are you declaring is possible? One more note. Mercury and Saturn are also sextile in this new moon, suggesting that the new way of thinking and the new way of behaving in the world that you are seeding in this moment has really strong staying power. Okay, so I know I just asked you a lot of questions. And I also know that in our culture, we have a tendency to really want to know the answer and act on the answer. We have this kind of tendency that we hear, have a new moon intention or have a New Year's resolution. I better get on this right now. Okay, so sweetheart, that is not what we are doing. Remember, right now, We are in the dark. The moon is new. It's hidden. And so all we need to do is sit and think. You have time to let these questions tumble around in your mind. In fact, I recommend that you take plenty of time. Even if you're listening to this episode well into the Aries moon cycle, it's not too late. Remember, there's that espresso shot month-long cycle, and then there's that longer brew. So you have plenty of time. Now, probably the hurry-up, fiery Aries vibes are impelling you to action, and you can go right ahead if that feels right. But take your time with these questions and trust that just answering them, taking the time to really connect inside, connect with yourself, connect with how you are thinking and feeling is the most fruitful thing that you can do right now. There is one more suggestion I'm impelled to make. I think it's because this idea has such Aries vibes. It has such self-declarative birth energy vibes. I'd love for you to create a new moon affirmation. So an affirmation, it's not exactly an intention. That is, it's not something you're intending to do. It's not something you're going to do or something you want to do. An affirmation is an I am statement. It's perfect to practice in this Aries energy. And I think it could be a really powerful way for you to bewitch yourself with Aries energy. An affirmation is present tense and it's positive. And I like to think of it as firming up. It's an affirming up a nascent reality, something that is kind of vaguely real or a little bit real. Right now I'm making kind of like cloudy uh, sparkles sort of, you know, gestures with my hands. Taking that and drawing it in and firming it up as, no, this is really real. 
So let's say that I really want to rest more. It's very clear from my journaling that resting is very important. My body is asking for rest. My mind is asking for rest. I'm not going to say, I'm going to prioritize rest. My affirmation is, I prioritize rest. Let's say what I got from all of my journaling is that I'm craving more focused work time. When I'm working, I'm multitasking, I'm all over the place, and I want some of that driven, focused Aries fire in my work. So instead of saying, I want to feel focused, I'll say, I am focused. I am focused. So perhaps your affirmation will come out of the questions that I suggested for your new moon reflections. Affirmations are seed planting. Every time we think them, say them, see them, we're dropping a seed of that reality into the earth. And then over the course of the cycle, maybe the espresso shot cycle, maybe the next month, but I will say certainly the next year, those seeds will grow and that reality will come into being. Once you create your affirmation, use it. So you can write it at the top of your to-do list every morning. I put mine in my planner right at the top. This is my affirmation. I'm putting it right in my planner, right on the page of how I'm being today. You could write it on a post-it and put that on your mirror or your fridge or your computer or all of the above. You could write it on a piece of paper and then burn the paper and spread the ashes under a tree if you want to get witchy. You could write it on a note card and you could mail it to yourself. You could write it on a note card and use that note card as a bookmark. You can also incorporate affirmation into very simple meditation. It would go like this. You inhale and you receive Aries energy, the energy of birth, of sparking, of transforming, of blossoming, of declarations of independence, declarations of presence and worthiness. Inhale and receive that energy, and then exhale and think. Think, feel your affirmation. I am focused. I prioritize rest. That could be cool too. All right, my friend, whatever you do, journal or not, affirmations or not, please remember, this new moon in Aries is a huge invitation to be more of who you are, to fully shed the skin that you grew out of last year. Let it all the way go. To tend to those sparks of evolution within yourself, whether they are 
idea inspiration sparks or friction get me out of here sparks. The new moon in Aries is an invitation to trust that being more of yourself is the most generous thing you can do for all of us. Oh my gosh, I have to say that again for you and also for me. This new moon in Aries wants us to declare, to know that when we are more of who we are, when you are more of who you are, when you are true to you and your desires, what comes out of that, what comes next, what you do is the most generous thing you can do for all of us. <sighs> Happy New Moon. Remember, I have collected those journaling questions for you. They are linked right in the show notes. And I so hope you will give yourself time to ponder those and to honor the answers that come forth. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shami D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.